Hello ballers, welcome back to our latest edition of Ballers in Pajamas. It's been a while, we were off. So COVID has re-entered the footballing world again. Um, there are a lot of matches getting postponed. We are hearing of players not getting vaccinated and COVID outbreaks in uh, individual teams, coaching staff, players, etc. getting uh, tested positive for the COVID-19 again. So uh, it's been a really roller coaster ride. But certain teams have in fact put an appeal to the premier league to cancel the events for a month or something till the players don't get vaccinated completely and you know the covid outbreak settles down so it so nehar tell me it doesn't make sense to me like you know having two three games a week postponing four five then again you know having two three weeks again and again two three games and again you know postponing four five again so, what do you think of this? I think, you know, they're going with this a bit conservative approach. I mean, they just want something very big to happen and then they will, they will take a decision. Because, see, you have to uh, also understand that uh, the EFL Cup is still in hand place and even the FA Cup, right? And, yeah, so I think what they think is, like, let the teams get affected, recover. But the ones which are not affected, let them go on. Because, you know, that's like a win-win situation for them. Because, just imagine... Uh, Liverpool's match is called off. But people who follow Premier League, for example, say other big teams, say Spurs or Arsenal, be it anything, or United, example, are playing, they would watch them. So the broadcasting revenue won't take a dip, but in fact, it grows high. But yeah, so, but uh, you also said like one more month, why can't they take it off? But you have to be concerned about the Premier League teams competing in Champions League. I mean, uh, UEFA won't give any relaxation to the teams of PL, right, regarding this, because the La Liga and every game is going forward. So, La Liga and all had one or two games cancelled, but they rescheduled it and they, have, they had it happen. I mean, I think there is no big difference between the first. I mean, I think only one team played one match extra or something like that. There's not much of a difference, and which can be actually played post Christmas or some post New Year. But Premier League, you know, I think how many matches difference is there between United and uh, City 2 right now, right? Yes, it's and the difference right could now. go to 3 now this uh, weekend. Provider. You know, that is the problem over here. But so, you know, it's like players don't want to get vaccinated. Certain players are not wanting to get vaccinated. It's like their, you know, country people are forcing them not to take the English vaccine and, uh, you know, and they are tired of this quarantine and bio bubble, etc. And in fact, with the cases also rising in the United Kingdom, it is becoming really difficult to, you know, having this entire crowd and it is very risky for them and the players as well. So, I don't know why, like, they should at least, you know, cancel all the games for like three weeks, you know, let them self-quarantine, let everything settle down, you know, get vaccinated first because uh, vaccines are working like, you know, people who don't get vaccinated, you know, it, it stays, the virus stays until 10 days, but if you get vaccinated, it goes away in a day or two or something. So I guess they should take a, they should take a vital call because this could affect, you know, the UEFA Champions League as well. Now you can't cancel, keep canceling UEFA Champions League. Like, you we know, have seen how UEFA treated Spurs, right? They, because they had an outbreak. Exactly, that is the problem, they right? That is the problem. I mean, imagine. I mean, do you think one three nil loss can you overturn that? Definitely no. It's very tough. No, it was not their fault. Also, the Spurs because they had a major COVID break or outbreak in their uh, team, and uh, they just said we have a COVID outbreak and we don't have players available. So UEFA took it as a forfeit, and they just said, okay, you're forfeiting the game, so you're out of the tournament. So. 
I'm just like you don't know like in future if this happens during the Champions League if any of them deem so they were like okay if say uh, Real Madrid are playing PSG so who finished at the top Real Madrid finished at the top and uh, PSG finished second so PSG are eliminated I hope that that thing is not considered or something like that because you can't reschedule UEFA Champions League games exactly and you have to wonder what will happen I mean see uh, as you mentioned three weeks break is good I mean. Overall, it's good regarding the health of the players and everything. But how could I mean it will be a disaster for the players again later stages? Imagine uh, they will be hardly getting 20 days break this time, I guess, because of the World Cup. You know, Winter World Cup. This summer they won't be getting much break again. And imagine the PL fixtures getting extended or postponed. Either way, see, even if they fix the matches in between, it's like they'll be playing two games every week, and that will be hellish for the players. Or if they decide to you know extend the calendar by three weeks. And that will be they will be left with hardly three four days break before the start of next season. In either way, the players are going to get cut. I mean, these postponements are like not good. And yeah, considering the team for like United, you know, it's even worse for them. Because see, I think they really have very good uh, how to say a bit easy fixtures till January, and that is actually essential for them, you know, to build the momentum under the new manager. And now they got two games fixed, and God knows when they're going to play again. And with the tighter fixture schedule coming up, and and it's not going to be easy for them. That's what I meant to say. And with already they have to play in like multiple competition, and it's very unfair. And FA can't really be you know stupid in this. I mean, already the managers are complaining their Christmas workload. When Bayern gets like Bundesliga gets how many three weeks of four week break, right? I mean, La Liga, La Liga gets a month. La Liga gets one week. No, not one month, right? The La Liga plays thirty-eight games each team. Bundesliga plays only thirty-four. Right, right. So Bundesliga, Bundesliga, Bundesliga is almost having three to four, three and a half. Yeah, ah, because right, they have right. less teams. That's a different story again. And even though I think Liga One is getting a good amount of break, I think South American players left to South America for the holiday, and they'll be coming yeah, back in January second or something. But see, what about Premier League teams? I mean, they have to play two games during festival time. I mean, that's pretty sad. Two games, and then you know, immediately the two games. Okay, so basically now they have a Boxing Day fixture. Then they have a you can New Year's Eve. Then after New Year's, then uh, teams who are the Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, West, this Tottenham and uh, Man City. No, not Man City. Who's the Chelsea? Wait, who's the fourth team in Carabao? It's what the hell are playing in Carabao? I forgot. Who's playing? Park. As Chelsea versus Tottenham and Arsenal versus Liverpool, yeah. So these four teams are going to play the Carabao Cup. So that comes an issue that is immediately after the New Year fixture of Premier League. That comes fourth or fifth of Jan. They are going to play the Carabao first leg. Then they'll play one more round of fixture of. Then they are going to play the first the third round of FA Cup. So Jan, after immediately, like Liverpool are going to play five games in the span of eleven days. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that is that, that is a that is a fact. Now they can't help it. Now they have to sacrifice one of them. Now obviously that they are going to play their youth players somewhere and somewhere. Now they have to sacrifice somewhere and somewhere. They and do you do remember anything. what happened? The FA, uh, the FA chairman was like, I think when Liverpool was supposed to play Club World Cup final and uh, same time they had yeah, the day after they yeah, had yeah, yeah. And the yeah, FA have a problem that. with Liverpool yeah. sending, uh, you know, under twenty three players. I mean, how can they be so stupid? I'll tell you, Premier League. See, Liverpool are not playing on the Boxing Day. The game got postponed. That's one good part. As of now, okay. Now, secondly, they are going. They are directly going to play, uh, on the twenty eighth. Now, if they they you know, just imagine this. They are they were going to play on the twenty sixth. They would have got to play uh, another game against Leicester on twenty eighth, immediately after exactly after forty eight hours. Now, next game. Comes 
the new year day they would they would have immediately played on the 2nd of january that is in a span of 3 days against chelsea after that they have the carabao cup against uh, arsenal that you finish that you have the fa cup immediately after that again then you again get the carabao cup second leg immediately they I mean it's seriously uh, i mean it's a maniac maniac schedule and on top your games are getting postponed and the schedule is getting piled up and piled up and after january now you know flash you know champions league will come up so it is going to be a real kind of headache not only for liverpool but you know for each team like even man united considering united now they are not they don't have carabao cup that's an other thing but they are going to have major issues like they have two games postponed and uh, they also are going to have players games in space of 48 hours or 72 hours and you know again injury rising and all you don't even know whether your teams are going to get uh, the games are going to get cancelled or no so it's it's something they need to work on this or you know forfeit the carabao cup according to me which is just a way just a waste of time i guess or you know you can so just no see, anyway only four teams are left in carabao cup so why can't they just keep the carabao cup at the end of the season now i mean yeah after that no, no, not end of the season you know you know people are saying just keep it one leg right why are they keeping two legs ंड especially with the cases rising in uk i really don't think that's going to happen now so uh, that is a secondary issue but i think these teams who are stuck in carabao you know fa cups now and games in fact games getting postponed on top and piling pressure in in the champions league is going to be a real headache so i think cancelling carabao cup is a very big thing i guess there is no need and you know some managers are also calling out for the carabao to be like uh oh, like just just remove it there's no need of that cup it's stupid actually have already won domestic competition effect the prestigious one. they have fa cup already carabao. they have community shield they have the community shield as well so why do you want that carabao cup what are you going to get out of it is it's, it's like a normal champions normal like friendly tournament you 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 play you get knocked out you're finished i really don't understand semi semi finals you keep two legs Now FA Cup did sensible. Now FA Cup, you know, they have around like third round, you you get eliminated, you're out. Now they were they were going to do the two leg thing. If the the team draws, you go to the return leg and all that crap. But now they're not going to do that. So like they should have made sense with the Carabao as well. They should have just kept one leg in the semi final. That's it. Because they're having a fast semi final right, two semi finals right now, and after that immediately they will be going playing the final at the end of February. So you know again Champions League time. another risk major risk that time now if liverpool are playing champions league on the 23rd or 24th feb carabao cup final is going to be on the 28th of feb 
it really doesn't make sense to be in they are going to get a pile of pressure and plus uh, see i think glop has been vocal about it for the last few years right regarding this issue and still there are no changes i mean that's pretty sad no, no he's saying he's saying his players his players have taken the vaccine and all they are all for the vaccine and all that see like that is not the case i mean like the case is like they need to be cancelling some of the games i mean which are unnecessary and a risk to play risk to the players as well as the fans so doesn't make sense according to me to keep the carabao uh, even for me so i don't know how if uh, english fa is going to deal with this they are clearly in much worse mess than any other league right now i think league 1 is yeah, the least it's... affected by covid i mean la liga i guess la liga is very rare like not yeah, much i mean the postponement happened like november that's it and i think teams coped up in between ஒன்லிட்டோ Atletico also played. Atletico losing. And to make is, things worse, you know, the English FA is not even giving dates. You know, Spanish FA literally told like when the COVID or the game got postponed, they were just like, okay, we are going to do this next month this time mid because in December there are no Champions League matches anyway. So they scheduled it in between and there was no Copa del Rey too. So yeah, they finished it off. And English FA is not even giving any clarity. they can't give clarity baba because right now they don't even have guarantee if premier league games will be there they will be able to play the next game or no now honestly like as of now newcastle versus man united for tomorrow for day after tomorrow is also on but we don't know what last minute decisions can be taken like you know like in recently a, a week or two back uh, there was a game which got called off half an hour before it was going to start so it is really unfortunate they don't even know like how many games they are going to play how many games are going to get postponed might as well for me just postpone it if you're postponing it just cancel it for a month according to me and when things settle down then just push it because next year schedule is going to be very tight very tight like premier league ending then players are going to again immediately the new tournament will be starting or the new what do you call that pre season will be starting very soon then they have premier league again and in between break they'll have the fifa world cup and again they will return back to club football it's going to be a very maniac year I think they should at least the Carabao Cup club, I mean the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup should be combined together. Or they should come to completely some kind of exactly. That is the point. And you have midweek, right? Midweek game, you can you you don't have matches on midweek. Just keep the postponed games on that those days, and just finish it. Also, the players also get rest, and the matches are also balanced. And you know, up on schedule, they'll finish it off like La Liga. Same thing. Oh, well i guess you know the english fa officials are going to bang their head right now so let's see you know the interesting developments that are going to come but definitely some are, some teams will suffer a lot some teams might consider they are lucky in this scenario but there lucky will be like no man united like they had man united like they had injury concerns you know varan out kavani out they got extra time to like you know come to match fitness and now they are already that is a plus point over there but you okay whatever so yeah yeah we'll we'll see what happens i hope there is no more postponement okay. of any games and hope they come out with a good conclusion so moving on there is another hot topic coming and as as the january transfer window approaches erling haaland potential targets 
by targeted clubs by Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Juventus, Manchester United, Manchester City. So he has a release clause of 75 million pounds and Mina Royola is absolutely flying around here and there to various clubs to negotiate uh, his to see which is the best club for him and a lot of rumors coming in him joining Barca, Real Madrid, all kinds of clubs like you don't know, you don't even trust these days. And uh, in, even they are not even, Borussia Dortmund are not even ruling out Holland to even stay back by giving him a much higher contract and, uh, you know, erase the release clause and add a bigger release clause. So that would affect other teams, maybe the, all the hype going into drinks. So Niar, what do you think of Erling Holland? Where do you see him? Uh, okay, so, you know, I will actually, uh, how to say, so I will, how to say, I will explain my views on this in terms of the probability of happening and the, uh, from both the club that is going to sign him and also from the player's perspective. Okay. So my yeah. all I'm I'm ruling out Bayern Munich because uh, they already said that uh, they have Lewandowski who scores more number of goals than him and they don't need Haaland for sure. So okay. it's out. He's out. Bayern are out. Then comes the Juventus and the point is Juventus. I don't think so. They can afford him at least because. They really can't afford Haaland's wages. I mean, it's approximately up to 800k per week. Juventus mm. can't, and they don't have that kind of a sound financial model mm. to afford him. So I'm ruling even Juventus out of it. And I'm also ruling Man United out, but they can afford the wages and everything. But the point is, they already have Rashford, they have Greenwood, and they're also going to have Ronaldo. So even they can match the financial, you know, the money for the agent and everything. Well, I don't know how the relationship between the board and the Minoreal you know, because of the Pogba's outburst we have seen in the recent years. But I don't think the player will prefer there. And even United don't need him right away because they already have Greenwood and Rashford and Ronaldo for one more season. But in case, but if Haaland has to move next window, I would rule him out from United. But if Haaland is to move after two windows, then United will be a hot contender anyway. But that not seems to be the case. I'm, really, I'm just keeping United away from this. And now I'm uh, pick, I'm removing Real Madrid out of this because they are after Mbappe. So it's so obviously if Mbappe is going to play at Bernabeu, Haaland is not going to go there. It's pretty obvious because it's evident that these two are going to be the next Messi versus Ronaldo, at least for the media or for the players, or we could see how it is. Well, it's never going to be the same as the Messi versus Ronaldo, but yeah, this is going to be the another superstar duel which the world is going to see for the next 10-15 years, 10 years at least. So, both playing in the same team, obviously, Haaland will be, Haaland won't prefer, neither Mbappe wants that. And with Real hell-bent on signing uh, Haaland, sorry, Mbappe, I don't see him moving to Real too here, though they have every, I mean, I think Real is the most convincing club any player can actually go. They can afford the player, give him super wages, the player can be like, can say that he is playing for the best team in Europe, and then considering the entire history and also the biggest club in the world to an extent, marginally. So, but yeah, as Mbappe's factor is included, I'm ruling Real Madrid out of here. Yeah, so I'm coupling that that with the, you know, Mbappe's factor with the other club, PSG. So, by chance, if Mbappe leaves and PSG are obviously going to have the money and so they can actually afford his 1 million per week wages too, they won't mind. And Haaland is just 21. So, you know, even if he signed the four-year contract and even if he just wants to leave like Mbappé did, he, he can actually leave to a bigger club at the age of 25 or, or 26. That is like when he is yet to reach his prime. 
so you know he wouldn't mind going to phd and win a hell lot of trophies because his inter- haland's international legacy won't be there so whatever he has to win i think the safest bet is to have more domestic trophies which is a sad thing because norway is not a big club so when phd have the pull there and uh, he is a like to like striker replacement for mbappe so i mean the phd but yeah you know it's a league one so it's not that exacting prospect as other leagues so now i'm coming to the second most possible option for him barcelona well uh, leave the player side first but point is if barcelona can pull it off i mean they have to get a lot of players from the wage bill and yeah barcelona are going to sign the cvc deal which gives them a lease of 90 million i assume uh, they are negotiating it and also with coupling of the stadium rights and everything so yeah immediate transfer they can spend up to 100 million for next summer considering the resale value of the present players will at least get them 40 to 50 million by at least i think five six players though they two of them are bought for more than 100 million so that's a sad thing for barcelona's transfer policy in the recent years and coming to the you know uh, i mean what about haland here so haland is like Barcelona don't have a striker. Aguero is gone. Bretwell will be gone. Luke De Jong is gone already. I assume because group reports are coming. Barcelona canceling the loan. And yeah, so he is likely the big figure to lead the next ten years if he can step his feet into the camp. No, and yeah, Barcelona are undergoing a financial crisis, but it is still one of the biggest club in the world. And it's hardly for one or two years. That's it. So once they sign the new deals, and I think things will be back to normal for them to operate. and also the president is having a very good relationship with uh, laporta i mean the agent is having a pretty good relationship with laporta so it makes sense for player too but i don't think so barcelona will be eager to afford his 900k wages i think they'll ask him for less but they'll give him more on bonuses so that's a different story but now i'm coming to the most realistic option which is having everything manchester city i mean who doesn't want to play under pep guardiola when he's in inchester and city don't have a striker yet and they were after kane didn't work out and city have the financial pull the premier league the easily sought uh, best so called sorted league wages also city can afford so i think city is the best option a plausible option but yeah as i said the other options are not that that too so jian what about you what do you think of the entire thing and where do you think he'll go So I think I hope it's not like it's getting too hyped up, and I hope the hype doesn't go in drains, and uh, he ends up staying at Borussia Dortmund because I don't know. I just have this gut feeling he's going to stay back at the club, and because the because the owners and the board have not ruled out him. Neither Mino Raiola has ruled out him staying at the club for like few more seasons. Like after giving him a much higher salary and a better contract with, and erase the. current release clause with a brand new one and obviously the new one is going to be way above and obviously unreachable for the clubs and it will be a direct kick on the face could be because they are they are still playing champions league i mean they are in a good position right now i mean not competing for the bundesliga but at least a top four finish is much likely they could win the german super cup again and obviously probably could go progress well in the europa as well so they are not right he is the one who wants lot of trophies and do you think he can actually win them at uh, staying at dortmund i don't think so i mean because say dortmund is not like a team which is like about to come and win the trophies or about to end the bayern's dominance they changed their uh, model a long back i mean they just wants to earn more money as the question as here is whether whether he will adopt Premier League or say La Liga or something because you know playing in Bundesliga is totally a different ball game. You have seen that 
with Timo Werner we have seen that with Kai Havertz like Timo Werner was scoring bangers bangers every second game he was scoring 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 and we we were thought it would be a much major difference to Chelsea when he came on last year and but he it is turning out to be the worst strikers of all time so the question is his red hot form i hope it doesn't go into trains because Werner was playing in a very similar kind of a club Leipzig you know they used to win champions leagues and uh, perform well in the like Bundesliga as well, decent top four finish, and they used to not win. What about Luka Jovic at Real Madrid? I mean, that move back. Same thing, gone. same thing, exactly, same thing. You know, when he went back to loan to Frankfurt, he scored. He scored like you know, ten, twelve goals at the short six month, six month loan span he had. So that is what I'm saying. So it is not really too easy to adapt Premier League, especially you know, under Manchester City, you know, with. See Jack Grealish also playing at Aston Villa, scoring goals. Under Pep, all the any player needs one season to fully adapt to the tactics, man. And Grealish will improve eventually. We saw how it went with Mares, Gundogan, or anyone. It might. Bernardo Bernardo Silva is like. Bernardo Silva as well. The first season was pretty average for each of the players, but eventually, I mean, you can see how Bernardo Silva is playing right now. And yeah, but you know, coming still coming from Bundesliga, you know, such an easy league, playing and performing in the Premier League, you know, where. Competition is so much. You can like win against any team, and obviously the stats, the stakes are also high when you sign such a player. Like you need to then start winning more trophies, and obviously he'll man under Man City the dot. You know how Dortmund are in negotiation for any player, so they are going to like obviously suck every But, penny out yeah, of Man City. Yeah, this is a release clause situation. There is no nothing left in, in the players. That is what that is when that is where Borussia Dortmund's business comes in mind. I hope like But, they don't. You listen, know, you also have to remember much. that who his agent is very tricky guy who just needs money who needs his players to move all the time. No wonder Zlatan moved a lot. No wonder Pogba will move up now, and no wonder all his high clients play for a lot many clubs. He is not a player who who's you know he's not a client who none of his clients represent the loyalty towards any club. I mean, I think he pushes them for that because of his own income also. But one thing is like he definitely lands a good good you know clubs for his clients. That one thing we can't really point out against him. Wherever he makes, how much ever he makes money, but still, he makes sure that his client goes to the place where there is a project which the player likes. But you know, I wouldn't even rule out a move to Man United. In fact, I mean, not being fan base, but I can talking about it realistically because um, I mean, Cavani will be going most probably by Max to Man. If he'll go in Jan, either in Jan or summer, so for sure he's going. And they will obviously Ronaldo will be 37 by Feb, so obviously he'll be in his final year. So obviously they will look someone, and Martial will be off for sure. So they will they will obviously need a good striker, a good young striker, goal scoring, and I mean Erling Haaland would perfectly fit there. Do you think you know they will let go of Rashford and Greenwood for Haaland? Uh, Rashford is a left winger and Greenwood is a right winger. He don't play strike. Greenwood does play as his primary role as a striker, right? He, he, yeah, but not exactly a forward forward. He plays as a right wing. Right wing, sure. they have Sancho anyway, and they do have Sancho. But uh, like you know, they need replacements. Like they have Anthony Langa as well, but he's young. So along with him, you know, why not add a goal scoring machine? So, and I think not rolling yeah. out any kind of move. But... Exactly. Even I think it makes sense in a way. But already yeah. same like how we mentioned Barcelona. Like first, the players have to go out in order to you know effort a move here. And I think wherever Haaland wants, he should be the undisputed starter. I mean, he wouldn't, he don't want to play second. Field I don't see, game. you know, I don't see much, I don't see much transfers happening in the January window apart from loan moves or some 
very unknown players like Marcia leaving for Sevilla or like uh, play, any player signing pre agreement. That's it. I mean, Dani Alves will be playing in by January. And for so in, I don't think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that about good that point there, but I guess lot of money spent on him. I guess a desperate move. Why? Still better than one twenty million on Sancho. He's not. He's no. Didn't didn't pay Sancho one twenty. He we paid seventy two million for him. Oh sorry, fuck yeah, seventy two million. But still, he's a youngster. That's yeah. the point, and he can play in multiple wide positions up there, which Xavi wants. Yeah, I guess exactly. Spanish player again coming a Spanish player, you know, adapting well under Xavi, obviously. So yeah, good move. But, but still, winter move. Still... I, I I hate winter moves, man. I mean, I don't know. It's like maybe the six months chemistry developed with the present team will eventually die off. I don't like that. But still, the desperate measures because Fati, Dembele, and everyone is injured. So yeah, maybe. So I think Xavi needs someone so that he can trust upon and the management. But again, 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 a injury-prone player. Exactly, injury-prone again. So I think uh, Barca's uh, Ricardo, the previous one who was there at Pep Guardiola, came back, but that won't warrant an immediate success regarding the health of the players. Well, slow, solid things will make good. Hopefully for Xavi here, but I. Not that optimistic about Ferran Torres. I'm happy for it. Someone is coming for us who played a very good under Pep and with Spain. But yeah, still not that hundred percent convinced. Maybe they would have used it on a better player. True. Well, so I guess that's it. So guys, so that's it for today. We covered regarding the COVID situation, how the Premier League is handling, and how messy the things can go wrong if they still make it. Uh, you know, delay. They still delay the decision which they have to make now. And also, we have spoken about the transfer speculation regarding the notorious client. I uh, know, sorry, notorious agent agents. Uh, Minoriala's uh, Erling Haaland, who is at BVB, and God knows where he'll be the next season this time around. Well, every big club is open except Bayern Munich, and I think it's going to be a tough fight. I guess whoever will offer him the more wages, I think will land him. Well, Jian, we can't really rule out Chelsea out of here, man. They are such an unpredictable club. They can even sell Lukaku and Werner together to get this guy. <laughs> I mean, I really won't wonder. See, that's the point with Chelsea. I really won't be wondering if they do that somehow. So yeah, so I think mm. we can conclude here. So bowlers, stay tuned. We'll be come back, coming back with other new episode next week. So thanks for listening. Tune in.